Oh, hello. So, my name's Hannah Polak. I'm one of the trainee ACPs. I'm here with Greg Cartwright. We're just recording a one-off special episode about ACPs in acute medicine. Um, we're recording in Down in Dream, so thanks so much to Dream for allowing us to record. Thanks to Jamie and Jack as well for lending their equipment um, and just helping us out. So, just to start with, we'll go through mine and Greg's background, who we are. So, Greg, tell me about yourself. What's your role? Uh, hi, yeah, so I'm Greg Cartwright. I'm uh, an ACP working in acute medicine at QMC in Nottingham. Um, and uh, my background is I've been with the team here for about 10 months now. And uh, I, I did my ACP training in my previous role in uh, um, community hospitals in Leicestershire uh, with more of a rehab uh, function. Mm. And, um, but I wanted to come to Nottingham and specifically to acute medicine uh, to broaden my experience mm. and to uh, enable me to further my learning um, and um, and expand what I can do and what sort of uh, patients I'm happy with 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 seeing. Um, prior to be, being an ACP, I worked in critical care outreach as a nurse. I'm a nurse by background. Mm. I worked in that role for a few years, mm. uh, and and prior to that, I, w I was a respiratory nurse and an intensive care nurse. Mm. Um, so, uh, Hannah, I know you're one of our trainees, mm. uh, but what's your background? Um, so I'm actually, I'm a physiotherapy background, so at the minute I'm just coming to the end of year two of training. So before taking on my ACP training, um, I, yeah, like I say, initially qualified as a physio, we do an, a normal rotation scheme and then specialise in respiratory, a smaller um, trust um, just outside of Sheffield, um, I specialised in non-invasive ventilation, um, critical care, um, invasive ventilation, and then went to George's in London where I went on to cardiothoracics, ICU, did a lot more ICU, kind of major trauma, um, and then also a bit more of respiratory outpatients, um, looking at dysfunctional breathing pattern, bronchiectasis quite a varied role um, and then went on to some lung cancer and um, more specialist role and then I was just kind of waiting for advanced clinical practice role to come up um, and luckily some posts came up in Nottingham um, and I was successful in getting it so I think Excellent. I was just behind um, another physio in our team but one of the first kind of external physiotherapy candidates at NUH to get an ACP training role. That's brilliant and we'll, we'll talk a little bit in a little bit more detail later on about the diverse background of the ACP team mm, in mm. acute medicine but we also need to say why we're doing this today. Mm. So um, we, one reason why we're doing this is to promote uh, what we do in acute medicine as part of the um, Advanced Clinical Practice Week, mm. um, which is a national a national week. Mm. Uh, so we're doing this to let people know what we do and what opportunities there are for uh, advanced clinical practice in acute medicine. Mm. So Greg, tell me, what is advanced clinical practice? 
Okay, well, it's a relatively new role within healthcare within the last sort of 10 or 15 years. Um, and it's really part of the blended workforce in the modern NHS, which sounds a bit buzzwordy, mm. but um, it's, it's about being um, a healthcare professional working at a particular level of practice. Um, and it's about the, uh, the competencies you've got um, backed up by a uh, master's level academic background. But that doesn't really tell us a lot. So what, 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 what do you think, Hannah? So advanced clinical practice, I think traditionally, obviously it was always your nurse practitioner role, but now as roles have developed and like you say, we've become more of this blended workforce, other um, allied health professionals or the specialties um, have come together. So really advanced clinical practice it just means you're registered to a body practicing at an advanced level. So that could be the NMC, the HCPC. It's not the background which makes you an advanced clinical practitioner, it is the competencies and the further education that makes you an advanced clinical practitioner. Yeah, thanks, Anna. That's um, something better than I did. And if we look at our team of um, mm. ACPs within the acute medicine uh, department, we do have a very diverse background Absolutely. Uh, amongst us. Um, for example, our current um, leader, our nominated lead for acute medicine ACP is Naomi, who's, who's got some acute medicine background, but also intensive care as well. Mm. Uh, and then there's Kate, who's the operational, as well as being um, a clinical ACP within the team, is also mm -hmm. the operational lead for advanced clinical practice within the medicine division. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's taken on more of a divisional leadership role. Mm -hmm. And her background is um, cardiology and coronary care. Yeah. And then we have Connor, who has done every job in nursing there ever was. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. <laughs> But particularly from kind of primary care and his work specifically here in Nottingham at, at NEMS, he's also worked in a management role. Um, and then we have Joe, who's very much um, emergency department nurse by background with some critical care experience too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Helen, who for many years worked in uh, cardiac ICU, uh, but then similar to myself, did advanced clinical practice started out in um, care of the older person mm. um, and then of course Jade is another physio mm. who's mm. come from a community physio background mm. into the acute medicine environment. Yeah and then thinking of going on to the trainees now as well so there's we have Amy who is our diabetes nurse specialist extraordinaire who's now come across to us um, as an ACP trainee and then we've got Emma who is well acute medicine nurse extraordinaire who's also got um, equal ICU background and great critical care knowledge. Yeah and if we're talking about people who've done lots of jobs themselves Anthony of course uh, <laughs> was in the forces and then was a paramedic uh, and, that, and, ha and then became a nurse with the plan of becoming an ACP because at that time it was more difficult to make mm -hmm. that transition 
from the paramedic background so mm. he's done some acute medicine nursing before he, he did the course mm. um, and then of course we've got Laura who's currently on maternity leave but has a background in acute medicine from a nursing perspective yes absolutely so yeah, yeah so you, you can see we've got a very varied background here haven't mm. we Hannah absolutely I think that's what makes our ACP cohort in particular so unique compared to um, other directorates yeah and I think that helps build the strength of the team because we've got the, such varied backgrounds we've all we've all bring different things to the role different skills and different knowledge before we've actually come into advanced clinical practice definitely definitely I think it helps us particularly in acute medicine see where our patients where they've come from so if they've come from the emergency department um, where they might go so if they're becoming more unwell needing critical care or equally the other way when they're leaving hospital and on discharge I think our team in particular provide a really well rounded view of the whole patient journey. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So within acute medicine we as ACPs work in three um, environments don't we? Mm. Three different environments so mm. we've got the B3 which is the acute medical unit mm. Um, where we take mostly admissions to medicine from the ED. Mm. Um, we've also got what we call AMRA, which is uh, more, more admissions from GPs. Mm. Um, and we've also got our level one unit, which is an area, an inpatient area, providing a high level of nursing observation and nursing care mm. um, for, for patients who are more at risk of deterioration or need that extra extra close monitoring mm. um, but what do we get up to Hannah? What, what don't we do Greg more importantly so I think particularly well that's what attracted me to acute medicine <laughs> is there's just so much so it's everything from the clerking so you know they kind of they kind of come through the emergency department and the patient will have changed quite dramatically by the time they get here either with presentation or even sometimes their their story or their history and um, yeah and then, and then we've got the, uh, obviously then you've got your GP admissions and clerkings where you have a lot less information um, yeah. to go off uh, and you're just going on the 10 minute um, review they've had with the GP and again the patient history, if they're able to give it you and piecing yeah. together what you can um, and then equally you have your, I suppose your clerking and your level one of your more unwell patients um, who are a bit more time critical yeah. Coming more critically unwell. So um, we certainly see a wide variety of patients, don't we? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and some of the other stuff we get up to is taking on what we call the AMRAT role, which is taking acute medicine referrals from ED uh, and sometimes reviewing them in the emergency department uh, or reviewing the notes to see is this is acute medicine the most appropriate route of admission for them? Mm. Is, is there somewhere else that they should be going? Uh, or is there more investigations or um, scans that should be done before they come to us? Or should they in fact be going home yeah, from ED rather than, rather than being admitted and avoiding that? Uh, avoiding the uh, risks that are involved with hospital admission? Absolutely, so that's quite a, a well, I would say it's more of the senior ACP role um, because as well as the ACPs, it's the registrars taking that role too, which I suppose just demonstrates how advanced 
um, the clinical practices, yeah. the ACPs as well. So it's quite senior decision making. It well. is, isn't it? And I think it also demonstrates the the faith that um, the consultants in acute medicine and ED have in us as an ACP team. Yeah, definitely. That they let us take on that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, other things that we do, I suppose, thinking of the other pillars of advanced practice too. So teaching is a particularly uh, it's one of our pillars in a particularly important role for acute medicine. So we will take part in the um, weekly Thursday teaching for our um, medical team. Yeah. Um, there's work in the department at the minute um, for kind of develop the acute medical nursing team. So we're creating, not me, myself, other members of the team are creating a, a master's module um, for nursing staff to complete as well. Yeah. Um, and also, um, one of the other pillars of advanced clinical practice is research. So mm. we're involved in research projects. We've got one going on at the moment about um, physical activity in, mm. uh, on the acute medical unit. Uh, we're currently re recruiting patients for that. Uh, and we're also looking at uh, introducing other research projects in the future. And this teaching and research is something that we can get involved with because we have protected CPD time mm -hmm. as ACPs at NUH. Yeah. We, have, we have a protected six hours a week, which allows us to get involved in um, other aspects of the clinical, the four pillars of advanced clinical practice. Uh, and we've, we're also taking on leadership roles as well, mm. looking at um, so we have an ACP who, who is in uh, a leadership role within each of the clinical areas that we work in to look at how we can improve practice within those areas. So that's, it's really exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. So we've talked about some of the things that we do as ACPs within acute medicine, but what, Hannah, what do you think are the benefits of having ACPs within, working within the department and within the team? So I think as with all areas, I know there's constant rotation of staff, um, particularly from the medical team as well, but having the ACPs, we become the, the constant point in an ever-changing ever -changing world of the medical rotor. That's right, yeah. And we develop like knowledge of the local systems and the, the people within other departments as well get to know us. Um, and the consultants that we work with get to know what we can do, what our capabilities are, mm, mm. Uh, and also what our weaknesses are. So mm. they, they, they know what they can rely on us to do. Mm. It's having that consistent um, staff member of, of advanced clinical practice as well can only benefit patients, flow, so yeah. we're always there to kind of push through the progressions. We're not going to have to move on every four months or leave the hospital completely. Yeah. We're always there to see projects through and ensure they're completed as well. Yeah, that's right. So we, we provide that benefit. And also, on a much sort of shorter term scale, we often get junior doctors asking us, well, what can I do with this patient now? Mm. How do I make this referral? Um, what do I do to make this happen? Um, yeah. Because we've got the, because we have worked within the department for a while, we, we can answer those questions and make sure that things don't slow down and uh, the barriers are overcome. Definitely, definitely. I think it's the consistency of having that.
same workforce and I suppose that's useful for doctors, any doctor who comes to NUH and will know whichever area they go to, they'll hopefully feel safe and happy to discuss any concerns with the ACPs, but particularly in yeah. acute medicine, because a lot of feedback you get is people are terrified of working yeah. in acute medicine and I would hope that the ACPs in our team, I think we make it easier. Yeah, I think we're quite an approachable bunch as well, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. And I think um, that helps the nurses on the ward as well because they've got someone approachable who they can ask for help, mm. they can ask for advice, and they know that they know that they can rely on us. And you've probably been in a similar situation yourself, oh, yeah. depending on each whichever team member it is. They've probably encountered it before. Yeah, and can exactly. Share that experience yeah. and kind of real time feedback, I suppose, yeah. too. Yeah. So now we've spoke about how amazing ACPs are yeah. <laughs> and the benefits. How did you actually become an ACP? What did you do, Greg? Okay, well, you have to do uh, a master's course uh, that you do alongside working. Um, and these courses are run by universities uh, and there's a wide variety of courses mm. at the moment. There's still sort of no... It's moving towards there being a unified sort of syllabus, mm. uh, but uh, there's still a wide variety of courses available. Mm. Um, and I didn't do my course at Nottingham. My, my course was done at London South Bank University, um, and it was very clinical and very academic, but it was very different to the Nottingham course. Mm. Um, and, and that's one reason why I wanted to come to Nottingham, really, was to um, learn a little bit more about uh, that way of that way of learning and that way of becoming an ACP. Mm. But Hannah, you're you're um, coming towards the end of your Nottingham course. So what what can you tell mm. us about it? Cool. Well, um, so I specifically was waiting for an ACP job at Nottingham. I had previously gone for or kind of thought about jobs elsewhere, but quite honestly, I know I'm very biased, but I think the Nottingham course is one of the best, I think it's the best, um, ACP course, personally. Right. So, in the first year, I mean, it's very intense, I will not lie, <laughs> but totally worth it, I think, for yeah. the training you get. So, just from the Nottingham point of view, so, first year really concentrates on anatomy, physiology, and at Nottingham, it is taught by anatomists, physiologists, you're in the anatomy That's really um, good. lab as well, which is a really unique experience. Um, and the exams are extremely tough, but I understand why we need to go into the depth that we go into. And actually, as soon as I started learning more about that, particularly in my first year, I mean, from a physio background and particularly doing ventilation, I thought physiology. I, I feel quite happy with physiology. However, as soon as I started doing the Nottingham course, I thought, oh my goodness, I don't know anything yeah. about physiology. But just having that depth of knowledge just makes me so much more confident in my clinical decision-making now. So in the first year, like I say, it's anatomy, physiology, alongside working as your primary profession. So for me, I was working as a physio across a couple of areas at Nottingham. Um, the other trainees are working in their kind of nursing roles and then okay. acute medicine. In second year, it's work-based learning. So you have a huge portfolio that you're working on constantly. So that covers all of our clinical competencies. So I think it's around 
350 clinical competencies that in that second year, that is everything you do, you're evidencing against. So the portfolio is constantly running for your second year. So that's always there, always in the background. Yeah. So you're using your clinical cases you see, you're using your um, university study days, any lectures you go to, any case-based discussions, um, anything you see on ward round that you can evidence against, that's all going into your portfolio. I think that portfolio does give you a real solid background and foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. And also it does, because of advanced clinical practice, particularly at Nottingham, um, everybody has a base that we have to achieve. So it doesn't matter if you're oncology specialty, respiratory specialty, everybody has to achieve a certain amount of all of the same competencies. So you could be landed in any area yeah. and you should be able to have, you should be happy at dealing with the certain clinical conditions. Yeah. Luckily being in acute medicine, um, we see it all. We see it all yeah. and more. Yeah. Things you've only dreamed of as well. Um, that is true. So in second year, you also do your non-medical prescribing module. Oh, of course. And then in our, going into our third year is when we'll do our um, clinical viva um, alongside some further longer assignments. Traditionally, it was always a dissertation in the third year, so I'm part of the first year. I'm part of the um, apprenticeship scheme, so we don't okay. finish with a dissertation, but we finish, we have, don't get me wrong, there's still lots of writing. Yeah. <laughs> so at the minute, I've got three um, fairly big assignments to be written. So it's an intense three years, but like I say, I personally think it's the best ACP course out there. So that's what yeah. drew me to Nottingham. So it is very intense, but the rewards are fantastic at the end of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I always sound very cliche because although I probably complain sometimes, but I love coming to work. I love my job and I love being an ACP. Um, and again, people always think we're a bit mad because we work in acute medicine. But I love acute medicine. Every day is very yeah, different. Yeah, it is. Every day is different. You never know what you're going to see. You never know what's going to happen that day. Absolutely. Um, and every day you do learn something. Totally most, totally. most days you learn lots of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, 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 I suppose that variety is, one of, is actually one of the challenges involved with becoming an advanced clinical practitioner, mm. is that um, you don't really know what you're going to get. Mm. Um, because a lot, of, a lot of us have come, before we did this, come from a job where we were, we'd been doing it for a while, we, we, we knew, we knew solidly what we were doing and we mm. were sort of at the top of our roles mm. and then we come into something where there's lots of unknowns and you, you don't it's a completely new role mm. and it's very difficult to adjust did you find that absolutely i think the way you put it is pretty much spot on and exactly how i felt and it's only luckily because i'm in a cohort of there's four trainees yeah. that I found a lot of people felt the same because like you say you've come and you're kind of at the top of your game in whatever yeah. your um, individual role was before and you are the specialist people come to you for advice and all of a sudden the way you think the way you clinically reason is totally broken down and changed the yeah. way you approach patients totally changes yeah and um, just because of this the advanced kind of clinical practice course and the knowledge yeah. you acquire as well. 
Um, yeah, it does. It changes the way you think, doesn't it? You go right back to scratch. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And thinking that's really, it's an odd feeling for somebody to suddenly feel so uncomfortable when yeah. you've been so confident. However, in the, I find that the team in acute medicine is really supportive. Mm. And you, you're never on your own, you're never stuck. Uh, it, or if you get stuck, there's always someone there who will help you. Absolutely. It's a really friendly environment. Yeah, no, yeah. we're so fortunate in acute medicine. Yeah. Like I say, I know I'm very biased, but I think our ACP team is fab. And like you say, there's so much knowledge and guidance there yeah. that nobody would ever say, I can't believe you don't know that. They would say, oh, I remember when yeah. uh, I had something really similar, I didn't know what to do, but actually I, yeah. did, I did this instead. Yeah. Is that the minute I think I'm particularly aware that I'm approaching my viva time and oh, yeah. going onto the um, rotor. I suddenly have become very aware that once I pass my viva on the rotor, I've become the senior clinical decision maker, um, and there's a lot more responsibility under yeah. that. So I don't know. Have you ever experienced any feelings like that, Greg? At all? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I worked in the community hospitals, um, quite often there was just one ward in the hospital and. I was the only ACP mm. there and the only prescriber. There was no mm. doctors. Mm. Um, the the support I had was um, from the consultant responsible for the ward, who would be available on the phone at mm. the acute hospital. Mm. Um, but uh, th that that really challenged me actually mm. when I was that sole um, senior decision maker mm. in that environment. But I think that's. You know, that was really helpful and beneficial for my development. Absolutely. And I suppose, luckily, because you'd have had all of your advanced training behind you to yeah. help kind of reinforce your decision-making. Well, that's it, yeah. With all the, that academic stuff, mm. um, that foundation, academic foundation with all the physiology and the, the um, complex decision-making, mm. having all that background, I had to rely on it quite a lot, yeah, mm. and I still do now. Mm. Um, yeah. So we've talked about uh, our ex our opinions and experiences of working as ACPs within acute medicine, mm. uh, and what sort of challenges we've faced, and the difficulties, and the, the, the sort of benefits personally, professionally to us, mm. and what we perceive as the benefits to the uh, acute medicine department. Mm. But how about we go and get some opinions from some other members of the team, Hannah? I think that's a good idea. Otherwise, we're just talking about how fantastic we are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's see who we can find. So we've just come across our first MDT member. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Um, hello, my name is Mary. I'm one of the senior physiotherapists and I am a respiratory rotational physio. Physio extraordinaire. So... <laughs> All we wanted to know, Mary, from your point of view, is working with ACPs, is there any benefit of it that you find or any kind of advantages in particular of having ACPs around within the medical team? So I find ACPs really helpful because they have this really specialist body of knowledge within the area that you're working in. And our junior doctors are great, but they're there to learn and kind of move on and as where our ACPs are always there, they've got a real um, kind of finger on the pulse as to what's going on at a wider level as well as what's going on for their individual patient's care. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting, Mary. Um, and is there anything from your perspective that you think the ACP team could do differently or could do better to help uh, the MDT and to help the patients? Um, I think it's it's good as that it kind of as I say you're there all the time so it's not like a visiting specialist and you've but you're also branching out into other areas and offering specialist advice where there's not necessarily like a consultant outreach service and because you've got the experience in that area you know what the limitations of the service are whereas sometimes other members of kind of like the medics can kind of have an idea of what they think they should offer, but not necessarily a reality of what really happens. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That is, yeah, fabulous. I should say that we've totally put Mary on the spot as well, yeah. and so, kind of accosted her into a side room and made her talk about ACPs. So thank you very much, Mary. Thank you so much. That's okay. It's, uh, yeah. So we've come up to B three, and we've uh, we've bumped into. Sarah, one of our fantastic pharmacists. So, Sarah, we, we were just uh, we we're recording this podcast about ACPs in uh, acute medicine, and we just wanted to know what, how you feel we contribute to the service. Um, so we find so within our pharmacy team, um, we find the input of the ACPs absolutely invaluable. Um, B three is such a, a B three in acute medicine is yeah. such a high turnover area that actually. Um, the people who stay there the longest tend to be the consultants, um, the ACPs, and quite often the pharmacy team as well. Yeah. So we find it's really useful to have um, a good working relationship with the ACPs, and we find that the ACPs tend to have more specialist acute medicine knowledge than yeah. potentially some of the junior doctors. Mm. It might be their first rotation into acute medicine, yeah. so they might not be as familiar with quite a lot of our protocols, mm. whereas yeah. the ACPs have got such a wealth of knowledge um, of what we do in acute medicine, that they know the, the ins and outs of what we do and they just get it right first time normally. Um, oh, that's really good to hear. <laughs> and also find that ACPs um, do tend to probably think a little bit more differently than say a junior doctor would. Right. Um, you probably can comment on that more, but like I think that that's probably drawing on your wealth of experience in other areas. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Well, it's good to know that, you know, that that, that comes out actually yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, as we work, you know, and it's obvious to other people mm. that um, that we have, that we do benefit from that experience that we've gained, you know, both working as an ACP and before we, uh, our, yeah. our, you know, our clinical backgrounds as well. And some of it I think is just even having like, common sense knowledge like yeah. thinking once you've prescribed something how is that going to be given or is that on stocked on the board yeah and then just having the the extra thought process of if i want this to be given quickly i should give it to the pharmacist so they can order the medication yeah as opposed to writing up a something a, a critical medicine to start that we don't stock and then just leaving the drug card yeah for someone to find later just having that extra thought of what's actually going to happen next yeah, so that helps the patients out. Yeah. And it, it helps the system out, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I suppose it helps, particularly if you've perhaps been a nurse before, because you think mm. about how's it going to be administered, what yeah. time, because um, yeah. you thought about it from that point of view as well. Yeah. So I imagine um, you guys make a big difference there mm. as well. But no, it's really interesting uh, mm. to hear from your point of view. The different perspectives. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's Absolutely. great. Yeah. yeah.
And then, I mean, each of you has got a different background, so that's like slightly different knowledge base um, that you can bring to it, which is really helpful as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is good to hear. It's not yeah. just me and Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> thinking, <laughs> this opinion ourselves and bouncing it off each other. It's good to hear from mm. you as well. Yeah. Thank you, it's really, yeah. really useful to Thank hear. you very much. Uh, I would say one other, I've got, yeah. I've got even more compliments to give you. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I won't uh, get in your way. <laughs> when we get out the door. <laughs> um, so within our pharmacy team, um, four of us currently are prescribers, yeah. um, but quite a lot of us are training to do our independent prescribing course as well. Okay. And I know from when I was doing my course, I found it so helpful to do some of my shadowing with the ACPs, mm-hmm. because I think that was so useful to get someone else's perspective who is wasn't coming from it from a um a doctor's background yeah and they know those like extra bits of where like knowledge gaps might be and what else you need to think about and um, so that was really yeah. useful and i would recommend for any other pharmacist um pharmacist undertaking the prescribing course to spend some time training or shadowing with an acp okay well that's really good mm. as well yeah because mm, that course is a really intensive course mm. yeah and, i mean i personally learned a lot yeah hell of a lot in that when I did that uh, non-medical prescribing course um, and I don't know where well I did that <laughs> okay well that's great thank no you very problem. much so yeah. thanks so much no problem you're very welcome okay thank you so we're still on B3 and we've managed to bump into Zara one of our registrars so Zara we're recording this podcast about ACPs in acute medicine and we just wanted to know what you think about the team and what your perspectives are on ACPs. Hello Greg, hi. Um, So myself I am a new registrar who joined just in August this year um, as a very junior registrar and uh, in fact uh, to be honest I felt that the ACP team was more helpful than the medical team to be honest in in myself (laughs) settling down. Uh, the first person I interacted with, to be honest, was Naomi, uh, oh, one wow. of our ACPs yeah. down here. And um, she um, guided me through a lot in the start. In fact, how acute medicine works and things like that. My first few days were actually, uh, most of my gu- guidance came from the ACPs. Um, wow. So I, I found it extremely helpful. And they're a very friendly bunch and very welcoming. And so I think they're an integral part of uh, acute medicine. And... Um, I think they need to expand further if possibly they can <laughs> and uh, I think definitely they, they're uh, doing very good work, the trainees as well as the ones who are already trained and um, I don't think the acute medicine would be able to work the way it is working without the ACPs uh, they have at the moment. That's really good to hear. We were only saying earlier that uh, one benefit that we thought about the ACPs in acute medicine was the, the sort of knowledge we have mm. of the department, the exactly. consistency that we provide yeah. to the to other members of the team. So it, it, it's good to hear that um, that that's your perspective, that that you think that uh, you know we're welcoming and we were able to um, help you and guide you. Yes, I think that exactly that's the most important bit that you guys are based on that speciality and probably like the trained um, ACPs uh, have so much experience of working in the speciality about the changes that are happening, they know about it, that any new people and in fact the registrars who have to do on calls and have to go elsewhere, even the SHOs keep rotating, I think the continuity that the ACPs provide is uh, 
the core exactly is, is the essential bit which yeah. really helps the other members to fit in as well I think so that's very good that's great yeah fabulous thank you, oh, thank you. it's great to hear Okay, so we're still on B3 and we're just catching up with our nurse in charge, Erica. So Erica, we're just doing um, this podcast just about ACPs in acute medicine for advanced practice week and um, just gaining kind of team members' opinions of the ACP team mm -hmm. and any benefits or not <laughs> that you might <laughs> find ACPs have. So from your experience, Erica, um, what can you tell us about your experience with the ACP team, having ACPs around? Um, from my experience, I think they're a good asset to the team. I believe they work um, very well within the multidisciplinary team, especially helping out the doctors and stuff. Um, they're like very helpful, I find, um, in terms of um, page, patient management. It's, it can be very chaotic on here, very busy, yeah. and um, it's always helpful to have them around, like I find. And sometimes even just for simple things that you feel, I don't need to bother the doctors with this, um, the ACP can cover this for me. So yeah, I think they're very useful, and a very useful member of the team. Oh, lovely. Great. Good so day. You, you find as approachable as uh, oh, as yes. a group then? Oh, yes. Yes, I mean, all of them, they're, 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 uh, I am comfortable approaching all of them. They're very friendly, um, very approachable, and I find also they're very um, straightforward. If they say, oh, actually, I don't know, they will either find someone to, who knows or find some, or come back to you. Um, I think they're very professional, very professional and very useful. Great. Okay, well, thank you very much, Erica. That's yes. really good feedback. We know you're the busiest woman in the world today, <laughs> yeah. so we'll let you go. Thank All you right. so much for that. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so the other person that we wanted to speak to today was um, our lead consultant for ACPs in acute medicine. Um, Claire Farrington, but she couldn't make it today, uh, so we've asked her to pre-record uh, some answers to some questions, and this is what she had to say. And hopefully it's not rude. Hopefully. <laughs> Hi, my name's Claire Farrington, and I've been the Acute Medicine Consultant Lead for ACPs for nearly three years now. Since I took up the role, the cohort of ACPs has continued to grow and develop, and continues to do so even now. We've had a regular recruitment of trainee ACPs from a variety of backgrounds that are not just nursing and include physiotherapy. Our acute, acute medicine ACPs are a valuable asset to our wider acute medicine team and the continuity of care that they provide to the service shouldn't be underestimated. Not only are they a wide source of knowledge, they're a constant for medics, nurses and allied health professionals to seek advice from and they're also a friendly face on a late shift or a weekend. Our ACPs are both clinically able and also have a great awareness and understanding of the trust-wide processes. Our ACPs have roles within all of the ACP pillars and I hope that this will continue to progress with the ongoing development of a progression pathway for post-qualification. As an example, Acute Medicine have recently assigned each qualified ACP as a deputy for each consultant area lead. This allows further opportunities in leadership and development of the service as a whole. 
Our acute medicine ACPs have also been valuable in the recent implementation of an acute medicine AMRAT service, providing an advice line for medical referrals from the emergency department and allowing an efficient efficient screening of all medical referrals, as well as a triage of of those patients who may be appropriate for discharge or same-day emergency care. Going forward, I'd hope that the team continues to grow and not only in number, but also in experience within all roles that match against the ACP pillars.